open up my window to substitute. Hi, Kath. Hi, Addie. Hey, Hello. How was that intro music for you? Not the best. <laughs> Not the best. You're, you're a pro. <laughs> We're getting used to it. We're you're getting used Addie. to it, but we look good. You can't see us. It's a podcast, but the, we all look good. And by all... Self-esteem is up. Self-esteem is high. And by all, I mean not just us three. We have a fantastic guest. Um, and I only say that because my gut says she's fantastic. I don't really know her, but I knew her when I met her that I loved her. And then when I showed Kathy... Um, her website, Kathy was like, I love her. I don't know her, but I love her. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let's just um, meet in public <laughs> and, and have everyone <laughs> eavesdrop on our um, soon-to-be love affair. So I am introducing Marisa Gowdy, writer, witch woman, Yay. author, healer. I don't know. All around awesome. Damn, girl. Gorgeous redhead. Welcome. Yeah. You can't see her, but she's really pretty. I, I can't she's stop really looking pretty. at her. Like, if she wasn't, yeah, like, if she her wasn't hair. so, she's like, so kind of funny, smile. I'd not like her immediately. But she's really funny. <laughs> I, well, me, I would love her anyway, because you just, I would love her to light anyway and just be like, hi, you're so great. You're so pretty. Laughing's more fun <laughs> than being pretty, though, a lot of the time. We bank no. on it. <laughs> we no, bank on no. it. We have no choice. <laughs> I we bank have no on the boobs, choice. man. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a great personality. <laughs> in, that, in that way. So uh, Marisa, and I, Marisa and I met at an event that um, I was at with Kristen, Photo Muse. Everyone, the sisters know her very well. And um, right away, we just, we hit it off immediately. And, um, yeah. So welcome to this, the kitchen table. I don't know what we're going to talk about. That's we'll see where it goes. I want to talk about this. I'm a princess. I'm a queen. I'm a pirate. I'm a, I feel like I have all these things inside of me. And just for the short conversation that we had before the podcast, I'm so dying to hear exactly what you do because First of all, I do read emails. And when I mean read, I like I can read psychically into emails. And I fell in love with you when I read your email because you were like, I'm going to be in the closet. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that. And you were just like, when I come on, just don't don't question. I'm going to be in a closet. I loved it. It was great. You just have it, a great personality and a great vibe. So oh, I'd love you. to hear more about like um, all these ventures you're doing. So why don't you start with telling us what's going on? Well, I'm going to guess, a person to say, I guess the sequel will be about pirates. So I thank you for giving me that already. The gifts have already come. Um, and one of my favorite, and I, most of my work is around Ireland and Irish mythology and Celtic mythology. And Grace O'Malley is known, or Grania Wales, known as the pirate queen. Oh, yeah. She was a contemporary yep. of Queen mm -hmm. Elizabeth. And she is one of the most bodacious women who's ever lived in the history of women who got to make history um so you know fun fact that maybe she'll be in the sequel as well she didn't make it into this particular book but now i realize that's just an opportunity um rather than there something you go. That and I, I just came up with it i just said pirate out of my butt out, out of your inner grania whale out of your inner grania it's perfect it's a bit it's grande it's actually my grande oh, excellent <laughs> my outer grande <laughs> 
<laughs> that was funny. Okay. God, sorry. So my work is I base uh, so the princess, the queen, and the wise woman is in in more common parlance of my work, but wise woman pirate queens are always there. Um, I love to think about how we are all called to free the princess, crown the queen, and embrace the wise woman, and they're all inside of us all the time at every age and every stage of life, because when we get stuck in any one of those modes everything falls apart in some way or the other. And I love to think in knots and Celtic knots. And there's like that Trinity knot, right? It just goes on and on forever. You just swoop from one to the other, um, calling them all in because, you know, you need your princess energy when you're screaming at your children and remembering like, oh, right. I want to, I like, remember, this is why you are wild and free. I want my princess energy when I'm in my eighties and don't just want to say, oh, right, to be elder and to be elderly is to be whatever society has told us. Um, And we need our wise women from birth all the way through. And it's the queen who is in charge of quite a lot. And God God has blessed her for being the powerhouse that she is, but she's got to rest. She's got to just let herself fall into the power of the princess and the wise woman to support her. So my work with sovereignty is all about this sense of inhabiting all these different identities and letting them inform us and be part of us and embody them. Cause I don't know any other way to be. And I find that when I talk to women and some very cool men who decide like, Oh yeah, they have a princess, a queen and wise woman inside Mm -hmm. of them. Then it's like, Oh, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. We're doing it intuitively anyway. Um, what happens when we really talk about it and start thinking about these archetypes more consciously? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much because we talk about balance on the podcast all the time with our with our listeners all the time that we're not just one thing. And as being human, we ebb and flow all the time. And so when we have a mindset that we have to be one way all the time and try to control you know, what our expectations are of who we are. And that's when we get stuck. I love the breakdown, especially our feminine self, because that's, that's what I'm working on right now, Marisa. It's like, I'm working on my croning. I didn't know if you heard the last, po- the, the crone made the, what did you hear the podcast? The last one? I fell in love with the title and didn't have a chance to listen to it, but I'm like, I just know I'm going into a space. Where I'm <laughs> welcome and all will be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So in 2024, I'll be, I'll be 50. And I'm really, I'm, I'm doing the work right now so that I can be ready for my wise woman time, the croning, to be a crone and to let go of a past life. So I literally am going to have a death. Uh, this life is going to die so I can have my, uh, it'll go into the Akashic records mm-hmm. and uh, I can still be alive and have a new life. And it's such a help for me. It's just been such a healthy way to champion my life. But what's interesting about it is that we talk about masculine and feminine energy, you know, the yin and yang, and that I have not been embracing my feminine self because I've used uh, my yang energy to protect myself mm-hmm. from past trauma. Right. And so I hid, so Isis has been working with me so that I can embrace my feminine self. And so that's why this conversation is so, so like perfect divine timing. So I, I'm, I'm excited to hear what else you have to say about that. 
Yeah. I mean, I love that. Um, I just love that ISIS is part of this conversation. I love that the episode I was listening to earlier where you were talking about your underwear and how <laughs> Donna was yeah, talking yeah. about my underwear because apparently it's very pu- yeah. Mm-hmm. And you own your panties and their full mm-hmm. power and we're, and we're like, they have nothing to do with my sexuality. They're just how I'm I get hot. to yeah, I'm fucking hot in the sack. I'll get him, I'll get yeah. him right now. I'll say, because listen. When you, like, as you enter this next stage, this new rebirthing, like, you're still bringing that princess energy with you who is that sexuality, sensuality, wildness, yeah. and freedom. She's still going to be there even when you're really outward facing and really consciously embracing a new identity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. No, I was just I'm sorry, say, Donna, go ahead. I love the conversation. Um, even on an intellectual level, one of my pet peeves for my whole fucking life is, um, is you know, the Madonna whore complex in in mm. the paradigm of our everyday lives. How women and I, I do love. I mean, it's so topical right now. But like Britney Spears has um, been released from her conservatorship now. Yeah. Oh, she has. Yeah. Oh, can yeah, we just give it a out. moment? Oh, that's fantastic and news. That, that's can fantastic. we just celebrate that in 2021? That was the breaking news story on NPR. Right? <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. NPR yeah. came yeah. into my feed. Breaking news. Britney R- 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 is. is and I, it's I'm crazy. Like, we have arrived I, somewhere. I, well, that uh, yes, and I think that a lot of people who like it's not necessarily my music. I'm not necessarily her fan. I certainly wouldn't go see her in Las Vegas. I don't care. However, the all the stuff about, um, you know, how it's being examined, how she was treated 20 years ago, and that there's yeah. some comeuppance and apologies to be made. I, I really am, I don't want to say enjoying, but I'm really appreciating the conversation about how, you know, over-sexualized and undervalued she was because she was over-sexualized and how the men around her got a free pass for all of their bad behavior. And then, and then fast forward, um, you know, the, if you had reversed the roles of a man who's, how old is she? 39, right? If there was a young man, I don't know, who's 30, who had a concern, like we would not be having this conversation. Right. So the fact that it's 2021 and the norm of talking about being multifaceted as women, as humans, as people, you know, men have always been celebrated to have those multiple, you know, faces. Although there is like they're dealing with toxic masculinity and how boys have to be brave and they're not supposed to cry. And I just... I'm just so happy that I feel like um, witches have been talking about this for, I don't know, ever, you know, since, you know, and in, in the multiverse, like not even on this plane, it's been a conversation and an acknowledgement and the fact that um, it can be part of our everyday conversations on NPR, I think is, it's, it's worth stopping and noting for me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyhow. Absolutely. All right, Kath. In the teeth of apocalypse and everything that seems to be going wrong, it is lovely to stop and say, wait a minute, but look at all the things we are getting right. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what makes it possible to keep going in moments like this, Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. 100%. Well, I was just going to go back to say you can still be sexy and wear granny yeah. panties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That the whole thing is that I think. Well, Kathy, it's that... like you can still be sexy and fill in the blank like a Mad Lib. Like, it doesn't matter. You oh, just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's it's that and that and that idea of um, what femininity looks like. And what what sex what sexy is and what fem, femininity femininity is, and um, I think is becoming uh, more fluid and it's becoming healthier. And uh, being authentic is sexy. Being confident is sexy. Having conversations, being having uh, being able to have a, a healthy conversation with people is sexy. You know. And I and I'm really enjoying that as well as you're, we're talking about Britney Spears and having this as a conversation and even having the conversation now that, you know, your book and the sovereignty of, of, is it femininity? What is the, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the name? The sovereignty, not a woman's way to freedom, power, love, and magic. Yeah. I love that, that we can talk about this so freely and people and everybody listening is like, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. we're, we're ready. We're ready to have the conversation. Yeah. I think we've evolved a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So when did that. you write the, okay, wait, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's get to know Marisa. Okay. So, yeah. Um, when did you, um, when did you start, um, really, uh, living out loud with the goddess? I should say. Who, um, a Catholic, I was a Catholic kid in my first, or in my confirmation class. Just, I kept saying I had the spirituality of a rock. And at that point, that seemed like a terrible thing. And then, of course, I'm like, look what was embedded in my language. Like, I just wanted to be hanging out in the rosary garden, sitting amongst the stones and this gorgeous divine feminine statue and being with Mary. But at the time, it seemed like I was doing it wrong. Um, But then throughout high school, I, I had a really canny way of feeling very faint shortly before communion so I would just sort of exit stage left and um you know started that sounds like you know come wind or rain or snow I'd be sitting in the Marian garden just like shivering um and like oh they'll be out eventually um and then I went to college and studied um Irish literature Mm. and especially Irish women's poetry Mm. in this what I realized was a quest to find the goddess because um, I went to a Catholic university where you weren't going to be in the theology department finding the goddess. You had to go to modern Irish women poets because they were the ones who were translating the land. And they were the ones who were translating the goddess who made yeah. the land. And mm-hmm. so um, I was, you know, I have a fairly Irish family, but I'm the one who kind of called them all over there and said, this place, we have a couple ancestors we can name. And everybody started kind of coming over with me. And it was really a neat way of of this kind of reclaiming for my clan, let's say. Um, I lived over in Ireland for several years and just was deeply, deeply at home. Um, Never expected to come back to the States, but 9-11 happened and life got Mm. really scrambled. um, And there was some, it felt safer to come home at that point. And so um, kind of you know, kept that as part of my identity all the way through this idea of the, of sovereignty comes from the Celtic sovereignty goddess. So she's that embodiment of the land itself, right? She is Mm -hmm. at once the mountains and the rivers 
And she comes into human form to help pick the right ruler. The man who can please her, who she is willing to lie with, becomes the king. So, and then she becomes, you know, she remains in the scene for a while as the human queen until it's time for that cycle to become, to come all over again. So, um, you know, you have to do a little bit of mental jujitsu to say like, oh, right, we can find this deeply feminist story in the sense of like, look, then she yeah. to die and, and he gets to be the ruler, but <laughs> it's all hidden underneath there and in, you know, the mountains and the rocks that say, Oh, it's that that's how we told her story. That's how it got filtered through the patriarchy. Mm. Um, and then so then, you know, life happens, all the things that put you in the spin cycle of of the 20s and starting a family and all that stuff. But the book was always brewing um, and emerged after many years at the beginning of last year, like right at the teeth of the pandemic. It came out like a month before. Yeah, Interesting. Which, you know, hey, that's yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I got to think a lot about it. <laughs> you got to sit with it, just like everything. Yes, yeah, yes, alone in my in my house, um, and <laughs> and then didn't I I I you know I I have I have a personality that doesn't at all seem shy, but in person events that I have to invite people to come to is like my biggest growth edge because people didn't come to my 13th birthday party. So That's, it was Kathy this has like, the same thing. Thank you. Kathy we're soul twins. Oh we're soul twins. I see you and you were amazing. <laughs> I, and everyone I love to you. Your party. I would have come to, I'm going to come to every party. You put an invitation. I am there. We would have had the best time and we would have we laughed are at all having the best time. Come. Yeah. Um, I will, car- you will carve the pumpkin with me and I will help mm-hmm. you cut your cake. We <laughs> I have a twin. I'm so happy. Um, yeah. So that only mentioned that because uh, I didn't have my book events and there was a part of me that was like secretly like believed. Oh, and mm-hmm. also now it's this sense of like, damn it. Like, I, I don't know. I'm Cinderella who missed the ball or something like that. But no, because you were waiting to meet us. Yeah. So we can Did all you come have it to yet? your party? Exactly. Oh, no. I'm making a note right <gasps> now. Oh, we're doing well, it. Make a note. Okay. Buy the book. Buy party. another book and then just put out. And then Party City. And then we have to go to Party yeah, City. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what she wants. <laughs> I, yes, I'd like to have like mermaids yeah. or something. <laughs> Everyone will have a noisemaker. Yeah, right. <laughs> or a pirate hat. I'll bring my iPad. Yeah. Arr, so, so, so your book came out in February of 20. Is that what you're saying? Or January, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And... Yeah. I'm just looking at it now. Duh, duh, duh. And yeah, I know. We're on a podcast, I, I get can't sucked look. in. It's very interesting. I want to stop I did, looking at I did the order damn the computer. I know, I look know, at I me. I want to ask questions. She's so re- she does research. I know. We're trying to do a podcast. She's like, hold on, let me look at something. What are you guys supposed to do? Well, listening? I gotta say, oh, in just my, wait a minute. In the, in the day job part of my business, I do help people. You know write copy and I'm a yeah. writing coach. So if you're like sucked into my website, it is a good yes. testament that I'm doing yes. something right. So I'll, I'll just take yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You take that. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's driving me crazy. Thank you for being so talented. I, you know, Marisa, I talk about archetypes you. a lot in general. Uh, we've talked about it in, in our, in our, my spirituality. And I've expressed this with Kathy. We've had this conversation so many times, but regardless of like, if there's somebody out there who's listening and is like, mm, I'm not really that 
um, into, you know, the Celtic part of, you know, mythology or whatever, or just that aesthetic, you mm -hmm. know, people are attracted to all kinds of different aesthetics. And regardless of wherever your filter, your comfort filter is, studying archetypes or acknowledging mm -hmm. archetypes is really powerful. And I, I use the example of like, I've been a practicing wicked witch forever. <laughs> Not forever. A wicked yeah. witch? Wicked witch. Uh, at least, th at least from my late twenties. And I was, uh, I was initiated at, uh, in a Wiccan coven. I'm really more of a kitchen witch. I, I can't, I, I have a really hard time. I'm, I have a hard time with dogma of any kind. And mm. Wiccan is no different than any other thing in my opinion. And so, you know, I like to make it up as I go along because I believe magic is inside of all of us and around us and it's about connecting to it. Anyhow, in those, in mm -hmm. that mode, I am not a Catholic. However, I pray to a lot of saints. I love a lot of saints. Kathy works very closely with St. Dymphna. And um, St. Anthony has found a lot of things you can ask Addie. It's my thing at, you know, I worked in an old theater and people would lose things. I would pray to St. Anthony and he would come, right? All the time. All yeah. the time. Um, actually, in my, in like 30 years, only two things have not been found from me not um, praying to St. Anthony, from me praying to St. Anthony. Anyway, so archetypes how I feel is that if you've ever been in like a sports stadium and you want, and everybody in the crowd wants the same thing to happen, a home run, a touchdown, mm -hmm. a pass, a goal. And, and that energy is just palpable. You can feel it. You can, it be, it's Merkaba. It's Merkaba. That's right. what Merkaba is. So it's Merkaba. Mm -hmm. So if, to me, if there's an archetype like Mary, okay, and there's a billion or billions of people who are putting their energy towards that archetype, you can tap into that whether or not you, whether or not, and take this with a grain of salt, some man has told you it's okay for you to be at the feet of that statue or to feel that way. You don't have to have anybody tell you it's okay for you to want to connect with something. Kathy did the, um, Kathy did the medicine card of the day on our Patreon circle that, uh, on Monday, it was the deer and the deer energy mm, is, it, the deer energy is, um, motivating us this week. Kathy can talk about that if she wants to. Um, oh, you're right. Um, yeah. That's my, so, the deer is my, is one of my main guides. So that's why oh, I'm here. This there week. you go. That makes, the gatekeeper. makes you're the gatekeeper. Sense. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'm not a shaman. Uh, uh, I, you know, I did study with native Americans. Um, but I, I didn't need, I, I know that that deer, that archetype energy is, is, I'm feeling it this week. I don't need anybody to tell me. And so yeah. Mary, St. Dymphna, um, Buddha, whatever, you know, whatever the archetype is, the queen, the princess, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
Nobody gets no. to tell you that you are entitled or cannot or can connect with them. And they're powerful. It's really powerful energy. So, you know, it's not, I, you know, I feel like I don't want people to be discouraged from really delving into your work if they don't feel connected to that Celtic thing, you know? Um, I feel like the whole sky is like lighting up with all these different synchronicities. So I'll, I'll start with the most basic one. As a Red uh -oh. Sox fan, I see you and hear you with the sense of the stadium <laughs> yeah. all coming together oh, for the victory. As a Yankee okay, wait fan. A second. <laughs> we might. <laughs> I am born and raised. We agree, disagree, guys. No domestics on the we podcast. We can't have too much in common. That's it. We just take off there together you go. and leave everyone. There you go. Okay. It's okay. We Shoot. have to have a couple okay. things. It's good. She's good. Um, She's good, Donna. She's good. Okay. Yes, I, I agree. That was a great. Yeah, um, that was good. And <laughs> when it's so, it's I don't know if you've read um, the Way oh, of yeah. the Rose about by yeah. So I I just was I read that this summer and discovered I really discovered the rosary for the first time and I have you know scads of them from family. So I just like one more hit of synchronicity, um, and I so appreciate your kind of framing that around like right you know maybe the Celtic world isn't for you. You go for, so there's so many different traditions that we um, ascribe to. And it's so, so holographic how they layer on top of each other. My own healing work is based in the Andean chumpy stones from Peru. So I am, you know, and who was, who came on? You had a guest who came in as a buffetist. And oh, I, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. That's Susan. Yeah, yeah. Susan. Yeah. And it's Describe that it as the buffetist. Of, yeah. Yeah. Um, like I, I identify with that on so many levels because it's like, right, there's certain places that are home to me. And then there's other languages that want to come in and say, wait, but we know how to help you, sh you know, speak it in this particular way. Um, and as you're saying, archetypes go across all of those spectrums because, I mean, you look at, you think about the maiden, the mother and yeah. the crone, right? Like I offer my princess, queen and wise woman as a kind of counterpoint to the to that system because that's really linear we know it was given to us in the white goddess in the 50s like there's a lot of power in there and tons of people have found a lot of inspiration from that and i think sometimes it gets us forced into first you're this and then you're that and then you're this and then you're dead and right i think that there's more we know there's more to our lives than that so when we can take any, you know, whatever your, if it's a trinity, because all great things happen mm -hmm. in threes, um, finding a system of archetypes that represents facets of you, you know, knowing for me that I think that, that, that whole, you know, the stories I use are Celtic, but that princess, queen, and wise woman come across universally, right. in, you know, as I understand it. Right, I can life. feel that. You know, as an archetype, um, Kathy is always Fozzie Bear. If you look at our Instagram, Always. Kathy is Fozzie Bear. As much <laughs> as she can go up to that and, and, and tap into that Merkaba and talk to Yogananda here on planet mm -hmm. Earth, Kathy really is Fozzie Bear. And so, <laughs> so Listen, she has Yogananda I, and I can't Fozzie see Bear. all that. <laughs> that balance is crazy. It's Yogananda very... needs Fozzie yeah. Bear. Thank you for he giving does. him what he He loves needs. it. That's why he chose me. He chose me. He was like, listen, this one's a sense of humor. I'm going to show her a thing or two. If you just meditate and walk 
and just do your I think I think in his mind it's like if you could just walk Kathy 30 minutes a day do your writing and reading and do your meditation oh my goodness you'd be so you know <laughs> and fuzzy bear that's what he's teaching so, me. it's all about balance so Speaking about of balance. balance, so Marisa, I know my, I know how my sister and I um, find a way to weave our belief system into our daily lives. You have two small kids, smallish kids, not small, small, but you have young kids, and you know, yeah, I'm looking at you. It looks like you have kind of a, you know, you're not, you're not in a hut in the woods. I see, you know, you look like you're in some place that has heating and air conditioning. And, uh, and so, um, for, for the, for the folks who don't, who don't practice on, you know, high spiritual, you know, levels all the time, and they feel like they want to have more of that in their life. What are your hacks? What do you do to weave your belief system into your everyday life? So you don't come off like a crazy person who lives in the woods. There's no, there no, wait, let me just, part, excuse me, Marissa. Yeah. If they're in the woods, <laughs> it doesn't mean that they're like crazy. That. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> Would you leave them alone? Leave people alone. Let people Listen, live their lives. Listen, you want to live in a yurt with bells Gently. in your skirt, that's fine. <laughs> Do you know right. what? If people want to wear, I understand yes. what you're saying, but if that's what makes them happy, blessings to right. them. Right. I'm just, I'm but just for everybody a disclaimer. Else. So, Mar Marissa, only look at them sideways if their hut has chicken. Right. Feet. And then you say, <laughs> oh, right. we're dealing with Baba Yaga. It's a whole yeah. different story. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So the, the, the secret to staying sane while staying sovereign. Right. Um, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm Bozzy so Bear. lucky in that, you know, my seven-year-old is a mystic herself. She was kind of raised into this. And I think there's often... Um, Having a powerful co-conspirator in your own family can make that quite, it makes it easier and it also makes it a little bit earthier. Um, so for me, so much of it is around, and it's been that long journey of, you know, I am married to a wonderful, typical American white guy who like goes and does his engineering things and like comes back and fixes his, you know, changes his oil and bakes a pie. And so for him, that sense of, um, you know, Maurice is going to another healing class and is gone all weekend. We've made that part of the family mm -hmm. um, cycle. You know, I haven't missed a class at my mystery school in 15 years of going four weekends a month. It's like this is four weekends, four weekends a month. No, four weekends a year. That would not that I am not <laughs> actually living at the mystery school. Um, that would put me in, in the hut. Um, but it's that it's a very lived conscious pro process of a lot of communication at the very like brass tacks level of like, this is what I need in order to be me in order to, you know, live whatever this dream is. And I can think back, like, I just really appreciate this question. It's not one that people ask very often in the sense of, you know, it wasn't like this 10 years ago when I had an infant and, you know, I, quit my job and I'm like, I'm going to make it on my own. Um, my mother had died very suddenly and unexpectedly. I had this little baby. And I said, I I'm going to somehow figure out how to marry my love of writing and my spirituality. And I'm going to somehow mm. make this work. And I think about how hard it was just to put something out there like that. 
and the massive difference that a decade makes in terms of just very much living it out loud of like, yeah, this is what I do. And knowing that everybody around me didn't change overnight, it's that sense of just stepping mm-hmm. into a lot of really uncomfortable conversations and being really vulnerable and teaching and being taught as you go through to say, yeah, this isn't actually something you get to laugh at. This is something that is real. Do you want to come a little closer and see that there's something to this Mm -hmm. here, opposed to it being that knee jerk reaction of, you know, my family still, I don't, they haven't said it to my face in a lot of years when they're talking about Maurice's voodoo. You know, that was my extended Mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. My book, when my book came out, I have had two people remark on it. One of them is my 99 year old grandfather who read the whole thing and talked with me about it at length. And my husband, not a single other person with whom I am related has ever mentioned whether they've read. Mm. My sister has been really supportive, but you know, you just start to sort of say, what, how do I trust myself Mm -hmm. enough to say that, um, a, it matters a little bit less and B, I know I'm embodying it more so that I'm not checking in to that same degree. And when mom closes the door, she's meditating and we call it meditation station. Cause it's easier when you call it a ride, yeah. a post like I need to go yeah. meditate. You need to leave me alone. <laughs> like that isn't going to work for anybody. It's mom closed the door. She's at meditation station. Figure yourself out unless you're right. writing. Oh my gosh, Marisa, hold on. I have to interrupt you for a second. I have to tell you the story. Is that okay? I didn't mean to stop your no, flow. No, don't tell me, tell me. Again, because we're twins now and we both have, you know, so much in common. When I was doing the beginning of my training, I, you know, I've been doing this a very long time, but Sophie was 11, nine, she was between nine and 11 and Don and I were living together and Donovan was very, very little. And I had to meditate an hour and a half in the morning and an hour and a half at night. And so I would do it between right after dinner. So I'd make sure that I would do bedtime with them. And so I close the door (laughs) and I'd say, mom has to meditate. I'm working. I'd say I'm working. I'm training. So do not interrupt me. And I used to say, if you're not bleeding, (laughs) it has to be blood. Unless you're bleeding. Unless you're bleeding or something terrible is happening, you're not going to interrupt me. No phone calls, no nothing. And it took them a little bit of time until I had to literally, she would interrupt me with the phone. That's before cell phones. With the phone and say, somebody's on the phone for you. And I took the phone and I threw the phone and I crashed it on the wall and said, nope, there's nobody on the phone. Do not interrupt me during meditation. That was the only (laughs) way she'd stop. It's by me crossing the phone. But you can ask her that story. She's not here. But it's so funny how we use the same mindset. Like, this is important. And unless you're bleeding, unless there's, no, really, unless you're yeah. bleeding or somebody's dead, there's like, don't interrupt me. And how important that work is. What I'm hearing is that between, you know, when you do this work, you start ascending, you start to not really think about what other people are feeling or what they think about it. Because my father would call me Oda May, right? It's funny. Or he called me Jesusina. Yes, that's funny. But he didn't take me seriously until he saw it for himself. But for years I was not taken, but I didn't share. 
And so the relating thing factor with, with you is that how amazing are you to put yourself first? That's the mastery is that you use your, you know, use yourself to care about yourself so you can care about others better. And that's my whole essence of thought with this idea of sovereignty, which is like, by the way, like a tough word to come out with in this particular age. Like there's a lot around sovereignty that has a lot of difficult buzzwords Mm -hmm. that we don't even have to go in and name them. But my work has always been around this sense of it's your sovereignty and service to the collective. And whether that means you know, thinking about global society and how you're, you know, dealing with environmental crisis, or it's that sense of like, if mom's taking care of herself enough to have strengthened the spiritual container, I scream a lot less. And I am no longer an absolute friggin' mess. And Mm -hmm. then seeing that work at every level, it's one of those things that I think we kind of pay some, you know, we pay lip service to it in that sense of, you know, the oxygen mask metaphor of, you know, you got to put yours on mm-hmm. before you take care of somebody else. We know that's true at some level in a life or death airplane crash situation, but it's mm-hmm. also true before breakfast in terms of how we're going to get through any given day. So people get on the school bus without crying because, you know, as much as you mentioned the word ascending, like, yes, and can I get rooted in so that I'm not making anyone cry as they're getting on right. the bus? Because, you know, it's happened a yeah. couple times in my bad mind. Right. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, sure. This <laughs> happened to me like last night, 24 hours ago. Like, I totally get it. I yeah. totally get it. <laughs> you know, part of the work, doing the work is like anything else. It's, it's, it's a part of you that needs training. It needs attention. Like your body, you need to walk, you need to exercise, you need to move and you need to commit to, to make that time so that, um, it's called being preventative. When you are calm, when you do your mind work and your mindfulness, you're preventing crisis from happening emotionally. When you are doing your exercise, you're doing walking, you're doing your prevention, you know, from body breaking down when you get older, or you can heal better when, when something is injured, you know, when you're doing your, uh, learning how to communicate and doing certain kinds of therapies and, you know, trying to get your emotional state, you know, and being preventative, it'll keep you from, you know, uh, having those mental breakdowns and not being able to, and and knowing how to pick yourself up. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it, the mind, body, and spirit is collective. It's, it's, it's intertwined. It's, it's forever. It's together. It's, it's yin yang energies in between. And so everything needs these attentions to be preventative because we, we definitely avoid crisis in that way. Yeah. So, um, tell me about your relationship with Tarot because I see it on your website. Yeah. So I have, a there's one particular deck that i mean i i have an affection for the entire system i use a few different decks but there's one that found me on Samhain in 1999 in this little bookshop in galway um that the car the deck it's one of cotchling matthew's decks Mm -hmm. the celtic wisdom deck and it's out of print now but i swear to the goddess the day that i found it used unopened Mm. still wrapped on amazon and spent like $280 or 300 bucks on this deck. And I remember like, and it was like, these were the days when I was, you know, 
my seven-year-old was small. I was making like kind of making grocery money, like mm-hmm. maybe, you know, it was those days of like, I'm a mom for mom trip yeah. but I'm mostly just a, a holy yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like a mom trip I love something. it. Yeah. I was trying to like, if I blend yeah. together cleverly, maybe it'll seem like I'm <laughs> successful at being <laughs> miserable right now. Um, but, and, and you know, happy and joyous with my baby and totally miserable because right. nothing was mm-hmm. ever done. But I like, I, I spent the money mm-hmm. on the deck and I remember like somehow I felt like I needed to tell my husband, like I just spent over $300 on a used tarot mm-hmm. deck that I already <laughs> own because I knew I needed a new deck that like, cause the other, yeah. like, my mother's dog had taken a bite out of a couple cards. And so the Moragon would come up yeah. like way too often. I'm like, thank you queen of battle. I get this. But I think I need a clean yeah. read because a black lab puppy named Sasha came through. Oh. Um, so buying that deck was one of those, like, you know, you never know when an act of consumerism through the, the you know, the great Amazon yes. Oracle is going to yes. change your Kathy, life. But it was Kathy one of those, like, gong. oh, yes. Yeah. You just never yeah. know when, like. The Amazons are actually channeling some like great yes. warrior women from the old days of old opposed to like the, you know, the Bezos troll. Yes. Um, but bringing that deck into my orbit and kind of saying, here's a recommitment to myself at 20 when I was like, I was a junior mm-hmm. in college studying in Galway and saying, this work is real again. And that real I think it really spurred the book on and just kind of said like I promise that I am going to do this for real now and that particular deck has been a guide for me all the way through and continues Mm. to be just as because it's you know knowing that depending on what kind of deck you use this one is you know it's 78 different Celtic stories it's 78 Mm -hmm. that ability to hold the tradition that I've studied and loved so much in Mm. my hand really allowed me to kind of come home to myself. And I tend to speak with, you know, clients who come to me in story and in mythology. That's where I most love to make meaning. And it's that so often it's people who, you know, maybe don't have an affinity necessarily, but it's like, let me tell you the story of X Mm -hmm. or Y. And when we enter in there, it's this like, oh, I had no idea that I was reflected in this particular hero, heroine, or goddess. Mm. And it, um, you know, and I guess I mentioned before, like I used the the Peruvian chumpy stones. There's 12 of them. They yeah. have a different meaning. They represent mm-hmm. different facet of human consciousness. They're all just mm-hmm. different light languages right. that we can use to open up our stories, to make that personal connection, and then move through all the emotional ensnarement and BS that keeps us stuck in dis-ease and in those old mm-hmm, cycles of suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can just, um, let's just I end love the podcast it. right oh now. Oh my God, I could just stare. There's nothing else to you talk about. I'm it's just done. staring at her. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like looking at you, my hand. I'm like dreaming. Like if you could just see my eyes like bat, like, like how Elmer Fudd looks at the beautiful wabbit. Kathy, dressed up Kathy like just feels wabbit. very seen right now. I'm interpreting for her. I do. I just yeah. like, I love, because there's nothing, there's nothing more awesome than being with someone or talking with someone who's grounded on earth and yet ascended and connected. It's so hard to find people 
you know, who have that quality of, of understanding what living, being on earth is like, and yet using all of that knowledge and wisdom of uh, spirit and helping, you know, helping yourself so you can help others. It's, it's far and few between. I know you understand. I, I believe that you understand what I'm saying. Completely. Yes. We need a name for this of like, I am seeking yeah. this to be yeah. my friends yeah. and, and my community. Yeah. yeah. And like, I I want, we like, need a name. All right, we definitely need a name. It. Before I'm the podcast is done, we have 15 minutes to make a name. I, I think we need a name because it's either they're so out there. I don't I know. I think what it the should be a combination of Yogananda and Fozzie Bear. Like, like Fozzie Yanda. And, and the deers. We have to put Marisa in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we yeah, put deer. our antlers up to the sky. And, and like, so what are we, we have to have yeah. deer. Right? We have, I mean, to, we have to, we'll figure it out. It has to, has to have her stuff yeah. and my stuff together because it's either totally opposite yeah. where there, what I have, what I have, uh, what I have voice that I have issues with is fakey Reiki. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have a very, I, I get very upset. We have, I have very like a, I have like five people that I know that are amazing that I, I are exceptions to the rule. There's always exceptions to the rule. So I always say that out loud. There's, there's mm -hmm. amazing people, healers out that there that are Reiki. phenomenal. And I call them and I call them and, and apologize because then I bash Reiki people. And it's like, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So, I think gateway Reiki is the best gateway drug yeah. in the whole world. Like I studied Reiki yeah. in college. Yeah, I got right. my, I, I, when you're a Reiki master by the time you're 20, like the gates are yeah. opened. Right. Please keep going. But, but. Right. But don't work on people, please. But please don't work on people. Right. Please don't. Know. That's my issue is that mm -hmm. I love the, the study. I love that it's there. It's, um, but it is an, is an art that has, that is, uh, it is a, an understanding that needs to be marinated. You don't so think you can become you, a master? Know, right? Come on, Kathy. <laughs> That's why I love Come I'm on. coming over. We're having that party right now. <laughs> yes. That's my, is study it, learn yeah. it. But please don't work on people until you have mastered or, or under, you can never master. Like mastering is an infinite. Uh, it's an infinite thing you're doing. But please don't think that you learn something and then work on someone or other people because you have to first master and understand your emotions and learn how to self-regulate mm -hmm. and learn what energy does. Because mm -hmm. if you're pissed off at somebody at the gas station and you go touching somebody, you're going to give somebody the angry gas station attendance energy. And I don't want that. Please <laughs> don't bring that. You can tell, my, you can tell what kind of clients Kathy has had this week. I just have to say <laughs> only because I chat with Kathy every day. Like, I, I, Kathy gets all the, Kathy gets all the, please help me. Um, and she's like, God damn it. Somebody worked on them. And now I have all this garbage I have to clean up. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, well, the 23-year-old in me who volunteered at Hartford Hospital through their like complimentary, complimentary yeah. medicine thing yeah. and did Reiki on people who were deeply yeah. ill. And then yeah. I got, I was already not in a great place, but the f sense of doing that without mm -hmm. a net, without a clue, um, yeah. that has got to have left much more of a legacy than I would have been aware of. And I just remember, I mean, I would just get, I get vertigo Sick. and not know yeah. how I, my container wasn't yeah. strong enough yet. 
that's perfectly said. So it's not just that you're not talented. Like I want to say this to the person who's studying and it's not that you are not talented. It's not mm -hmm. that you're not able, you're willing and able. However, there's a whole other, there's a whole other component of doing energy work that through time and wisdom, as you get older, you'll learn how about boundaries energy boundaries, what light fields are, how not to take mm -hmm. energy in, how to protect yourself. There's so much more to it. And it's, um, it's, it's a lifestyle and it's, it's a, it's a lifestyle because it's with you all the time. So I'm talking, I'm speaking very gently. Like, like, I'm just like, I really admire everyone who wants to do this. We need better angels. I, mm. I have a mentee program and I say, whatever I am doing and you feel it works, you spread that word. I don't own anything I'm saying because mm -hmm. the, the idea is that it, it's a ripple effect. If you get positivity from something, you spread mm -hmm. that positivity. However, there's a, a whole thing behind it when you spend your life trying to, to, to kind of learn it and be better at it. I didn't really start doing real intense mm -hmm. energy work until my 30s. Because I can't just do that. You can't, you know, I'll get knocked on my ass. Like <laughs> it's just like you know, it's just like it's like going to a boxing yeah. ring with Mike Tyson, and you're like yeah. in the gym five times. Oh, I can well, be a boxer I always, now. I you always equate it. It's like it's like juggling knives. Like first you learn how to juggle, mm. right? And you can juggle, and then right. and then somebody's yeah. like, you know what? You can juggle knives. Here's the trick. Here's how. You breathe, you center, and now you're juggling knives. Guess what? Don't do it on a, in a canoe. Like, <laughs> does not <it> mean <laughs> your vessel do is not strong Don't enough? Do, do not canoe and juggle knives. It's not going to work out for you. Like, stand up and do it. That's what I meant. Anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. So then there's that. So that's yeah. a great, it's a great topic. Mm -hmm. You know, Marisa, I'm glad that we're talking because that's, it's one of the things that's, it's like, again, I'm not being a, you know, I don't know the word for it. Like I, I believe in people doing it. I mean, I think it's great, but I think that you have to understand it's a marinated process. You have to, it's a wisdom and it's, it's a, like there are naturals out there, but there's all these rules that someone has to teach you. It's not just learning the signs and the symbols and the energy. There's an ethics, there's ethics about it. There's, uh, there's, there's, um, you know, soaking in other people's energies issues. There's a physical, as we call it, dis-ease that causes from somebody yeah. else's pain that you can get if you don't know what you're doing. Because if you want to heal somebody, you can say, please, because you're learning how to pass through energy so, so that they can heal it up and, and the angels can just like heal it all. That illness can go through you. And if you don't know how to pass it through, guess what? You, I was going to say, you have diarrhea. Like <laughs> You're going to have gas. You're going to have diarrhea. And You're headaches. Have gas. You don't know where these headaches you don't want. come from. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have migraine. You're going to have all this stuff going on. So it's, it's a, just a, it's just a lesson of saying, I support you. I think you're incredible to people who are listening, who want to learn it. Um, I want to put a public service announcement that if you are looking to get quote Reiki done, please get a referral from somebody who has done it a long time or from someone that has already done it. Don't just go in the, I was going to say phone book, <laughs> just like I say, Walkman. Don't go in the phone book and just look up Reiki with your little finger. Let's see Reiki, Reiki master. 
like somebody you know, somebody who's referred, who make who who's the real deal. You'll know who they are, and trust your Well, if your they're instincts. listening, they could write okay? to us, and we'll refer them. Yeah, but if they're far yeah, away, I don't true. know. I, you know, we have listeners that true. are all over the country, and we have a few in Spain. Hello, Spain. I want to say hello, Spain. We got some new listeners, and my five, five Australian um, fans for DJ Habitat. <laughs> I hear you. What? 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 <laughs> what, what, what? Uh, so yeah, we have listeners all over. And so, you know, you'll know somebody who knows somebody do the research. I just wanted to put that out there. All right. Thank Are you. you done? 10 minutes. Are you done? I think so. I, I it's, a uh, it's a thing. I, I worry know. about people all the time, Donna. <laughs> I worry about people. <laughs> like, please so, stop. <laughs> in our last few minutes, Marisa, um, I noticed you, 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 not only did you write a book, but writing is your life. Like you, and you share, you share how, how I can't express it. How do you encourage writers to be in your life, in your universe? You know, I encourage healers and seekers and dreamers to be in my universe. And it's really, really cool if you also love to write and feel like that's a way in which you express mm -hmm. yourself. Um, because I think we get really tangled up with that identity of writer and people like yeah. fade away before the conversation mm -hmm. begins. You know, I really don't um, I personally very much am very mean to myself on, as to whether or not my it's and it's and there and there all make sense. But in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter what mm -hmm. you am. Um, it's really that sense of how do we use the written word and the spoken word to cast our spells, to convey our meaning, to do our witchery. Mm -hmm. Like as a, like my witchery came through as a word witch. That is how I am meant to show up. Um and so for me, it's just about holding space for saying, like, how can you give yourself the room to let those words flow through? Because it's about the stories that are underneath. It's like language is amazing and great and it's flexible and it can be beautiful and poetry can transport us and music lyrics takes us, take us to other lands. Incantations matter. The stories that are underneath that we're trying to get out as an act of healing is so deeply important. And it's in that sense of sharing, like discovering a story, healing a story, crafting a story that we really do so much of the transformation work mm. that needs to be done and that wants to be done. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of times it's me just, you know, I, when I hold space for writing groups, it's, you know, offering a prompt that's at once really specific and open-ended. Like I, with my group today, we, we have our first meeting. We're meeting for this coming season through actually for the next 13 weeks. And we wrote into the idea of what is it that you know? And then the second prompt was right into the unknown and holding those two in conversation and giving I people love, space to anchor into, you know, to play with that idea of write what you know, that yeah. old adage. And then to problematize that and say, well, you know, in the good kind of problematize, like knowing that conflict is medicine and that sense of um, getting in and getting yeah. messy. What don't you know? What do you hope to discover? Yeah. 
Um, and then, you know, on the other side of things, when people need to make something pretty and polished and, and sound good for the world, I can help make that happen, too, because sometimes people don't want to learn how to make, the, you know, mix their own spells. They just want you to freaking say the words for them so they can get the results. That's OK, too, because as long as we know we're in alignment, like my work with people is always like, what's your real story? What do you really want to mm -hmm. say? Let me help you translate it. But I'm not writing you, you know, marketing bullshit so you right. can call people in to your, you know, to your eighth level of <laughs> chakra magic tasty <laughs> yeah. school. Like, if I don't oh believe in you, I'm I love you. I love you. <laughs> I have a new girlfriend. I have a girl crush. This is crazy. So, I can't um, handle how it. do people find you? Where are you? Are you on social media? Give us all that, all that good stuff because people are going to want to follow I'm, up with you. I'm in all the places that you'd expect a 42-year-old word witch to be on the socials, meaning like just not yeah. TikTok. Um, and I only I only lurk on Twitter. Yeah, um, we're not on we're and, not on Twitter. Uh, and I, we make Addie yeah. do the TikTok. She's doing a great job. I am terrible at it. I am yes, terrible. Great job. I do the Instagram and the Facebook. <laughs> I will not retalk it. I don't know if that's a thing, but I will not be there to retalk or retick or any of the above. Um, but you know, pretty much look for Marisa Gowdy and in wherever wherever your favorite media platform yeah. might be. Um, and um, yeah, it's pretty. I'm I'm, I'm not hard to find. Um, I'm I'm the redhead with the words <laughs> and the Kel the occasional Celtic. And I I encourage everyone to look up the book, The Sovereign Writers Knot. Is that right? This, no, the book is called the Sovereignty, the Sovereignty Knot. Knot. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, yeah, my writing group. Oh, I'm looking Knot. at the wrong thing. There you go. Love I it. love it. I love, I love it. it. Oh my gosh, Marisa, I just, oh, I just I love you. <laughs> I love you. Too. I can't even <laughs> take awesome. it right now. I'm just gonna. It's really great. I'm going to smoke a cigar. You're making me. I'm going to go smoke my cigar now. I've been holding on to it for. Uh, I have one once a month. I'm going to cheat and do a week early because you are just amazing. Oh, oh. I don't know. I've ever driven women to smoke cigars. I'm totally. You just did, that pal. You just, you just did. You just awesome. what it feels like to be admired. My oh. next book jacket cover, Marisa, been known to, to send women into cigar smoking fits of fancy. <laughs> and then I'm going to say, hell yeah, right in the back. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was such an honor and a, and such an honor and a fun time to meet with you. Um, thank you so much for your wisdom and your, uh, and everything and your oracleness and your beauty and everything that you're bringing. I can't wait. I'm really interested in reading your book. Ask Donna. I don't read people's books. Uh, I'm, I'm not into human <laughs> beings like that. I don't idolize them. Uh, but I guess I've turned a corner. And so if I read your book, that's that's a big thing. So I'm 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 I can't wait to read your book and we're going to talk yeah. about it. So Donna, I, we're going to have a book club oh. meeting on her book and oh. I'm going to read it too oh. and I'm going to buy it. And you are the real beyond the real deal. I have uh I just I, I can't wait to learn what you've got to teach and I'm inspired. Yes. So thank you so much for joining thank the sisters. You. Thank you for welcoming me into your circle. It means the world. This was a fabulous way to spend a Wednesday night. Let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Absolutely. Until next time. It's not goodbye. Till next time. No. Next time. Excellent. I'm going to read the All book. Right. We'll have a High book five, Kat. Let's do it. Love it. High five, Don. Hey, Addie. Thanks. <laughs>
open up my window to substitute outside.